Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 212. Got lots of security news today, so we're going to start there. A guy created a tiny company called Clearview AI that matches an arbitrary uploaded picture, even of poor quality, like you could be wearing sunglasses, hats, whatever, to images that match online, ultimately revealing who that person is. It's a database that has over 3 billion images already, and he's sold the technology to over 600 law enforcement agencies, including DHS and FBI. He even has plans for an AR implementation where you walk around with glasses that show you who you're seeing you know, around you on the street, which is pretty much in every futuristic movie that you've seen. And uh, the New York Times piece on this is getting tons of attention and people are really, really upset that basically, I mean, the fact that he made it is one thing, but the fact that he sold it to so many police organizations, law enforcement organizations, and uh, it just kind of went under the radar. Nobody really knew this was happening. Uh, it's just it's just pretty nasty. We're talking about 3 billion images, and it's basically de-anonymizing people. So we should expect to hear more about this and maybe see some legislation. At the same time, there are numerous efforts to create techniques that confuse this type of thing, confuse facial recognition. Some use glasses, some use masks, and others use paint. There will definitely be some tiny subset of society that tries to abstain from facial recognition in this way if they don't just move out to the woods. But most won't, you know, most will gladly be identified because it'll make their lives more convenient and at least in their minds, safer as well. Google's looking to phase out third-party cookies, which sounds great, but it'll actually make Google and Facebook more powerful relative to other advertisers because they're the only ones with the ability to do full tracking within their own domains. I think it's going to be a serious hit to non-Google Facebook ad tech industry. San Diego partnered with GE in 2017 to install around 4,000 smart streetlights containing cameras and microphones. Yeah, so this particular article claims that GE has already made tons of money selling San Diego residents' data to third parties. And to make it a little bit nastier, the city attorney who approved the deal supposedly owns a significant amount of stock in GE. So maybe their stock's doing well. Although I don't think it is. Facebook is about to start notifying users when third-party apps authenticate to your account. I think that's a good improvement. And Burp Suite 2020, the roadmap looks fantastic. They've got upgrades coming to cloud scanning, the user interface, browser-based login sequences, and browser-driven scanning. So happy to see it continue to do well. Amazon looks to be working on checkout terminals that use a person's hand as authentication. Google released an app that lets you use your phone as a physical security key for authentication. So you could basically start with logging on, like on your laptop or desktop or whatever, and it'll push a request to your phone via notification 
you accept that and it logs in on your other computer. So it's like using it as a smart token. Oregon's DMV made over $11 million last year selling its residents' data. Crazy part is it's the DMV. So it's not like you can opt out of providing your data unless you don't want to drive. Microsoft just stopped supporting Windows 7, but around 27%, like almost 30, I mean, let's call it one third of users are still running Windows 7 and it's no longer being supported. No new patches. Intrusion Truth is a site doing analysis of various attackers, and I love the depth of their analysis. This particular piece has them looking at the internal functions of APT40 and concluding that it's run by a single individual named Ding Zhao Yang. And it just walks you through in a very clear sort of style of writing, basically saying, oh, well, there's this many Dings in that particular area, and here's this person with a username that matches talking about this in a forum. And it just breaks it down, pulling in all these different pieces of intelligence, uh, ending up at this analysis of, yeah, this is the guy and he's running APT 40 and he works for the government in that, in that area. Pretty compelling. And the whole site is just full of that stuff. So intrusion truth, very similar or similar in quality, at least to Bellingcat, I would say which if, if you've not seen Bellingcat either, you should check it out. Taiwan's re-elected president, Tsai Ing-wen, says China must accept that Taiwan is independent, but she's still walking the line by saying her independent country is also called the Republic of China, Taiwan, which seems conciliatory. She says she doesn't have to declare the country independent because it's already independent, but she's not going to go so far as to formally declare independence. China's making enemies everywhere right now through their projection of power and political threats, and I can't wait for that to backfire on them. They're just everywhere. They're all over Africa. They're telling people not to honor journalists who were taken down in China. I mean, that was in Sweden, and they're, they're, they're issuing decrees to Sweden telling them not to have an award ceremony for a Chinese journalist. Um, they're, they're just flexing everywhere and they're doing it only because they have such a strong economic position right now but if that were to ever falter i mean we're going to remember what they're actually trying to do and what they're actually becoming putin is exploring multiple technicalities to ensure he can stay in office after 2024 when he's required to step down although he's been in office for four terms right now and you're supposed to only serve two one option is to create a new state that has different rules Another option is to create a new position in government that is more powerful than the position he's leaving. Either way, he has no intention of ceding power to someone else at the end of his term. Advisories, the CISA vulnerability summary for the week of January 13th. Microsoft's Patch Tuesday addresses 49 security bugs. Adobe issued patches for Illustrator and Experience Manager. WordPress plugins, Infinite WP Client and WP Time Capsule have critical vulnerabilities affecting like 300,000 sites or something. And companies, Norton LifeLock is selling its ID analytics business to LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Technology news. The company called Mojo claims to have contact lenses that provide AR enhanced vision. And they say you'll be able to wear them all day. 
They showed a demo at CES and are currently awaiting FDA approval. So the demo evidently wouldn't let you put it on your eye because that was not approved by the FDA. But what it did do was they had a little mount and you brought it right up to your eye. I wasn't there, but I, I saw this someone do it. And uh, you bring it right up to your eye and it does project the text right into your field of vision. So it's basically like a permanent heads up display. Um, frankly, I'm surprised that we're this close. If we are in fact this close, I'm surprised that, you know, it's 2020 and we're having this conversation. I thought it'd be more like 2030, 2025, something like that. I don't know. It just seems very early to be able to have a HUD display in contact lenses, but I'm happy to hear about it. Translation gadgets are getting really good. We're finally getting close to the Bebelfish. I, I would put that at like two to five years. Um, I actually just ordered one. Um, it was like 250 bucks or something. But it's like ear pods, basically. It's just like little um, headset or ear bobs that go in your ears. And evidently, they do translation of like 20 different languages. So I'm going to try that one out. It was mentioned in this article. Companies are increasingly using AI to help filter candidates. HireVue is one company that provides video interviewing services and career counselors are starting to prep their clients on how to deal with the AI algorithms. Some of the attributes that supposedly are being looked for are word usage, pronouns, facial expressions, but that list is likely to be you know, quite expansive and constantly in flux. This is one area that can turn dystopian pretty quickly based on a poor implementation of the data science. It's really important to know what these things are actually selecting for and having good training data is key there. Microsoft released the first Chromium-based version of their Edge browser. So basically everyone's on Edge now, or no, everyone's on Chromium now. Tesla took almost 80% of the US electronic vehicle sales in 2019, 80%. I think I saw a stat that said somewhere around 33% of overall world sales, Tesla took. And fans have built a Harry Potter world inside Minecraft, but nobody knows if the lawyers will let it survive. Companies, Visa is buying Plaid, a company that creates APIs for financial services. It's like API enablement of things like Square, which, um, but not just Square. It's like um, the ability to transfer data, transfer money, uh, do all kinds of financial stuff, which is obviously useful to Visa. Human News, a musician named David Olney was performing live when he suddenly said, I'm sorry, closed his eyes, put his chin on his chest, and was dead from a heart attack. He died right there, and he didn't even drop his guitar or fall off the stool. He was just singing. He paused. He said he was sorry, and he died. And everyone was like, what is going on right now? Why, why did he say sorry? Why is he not moving? And uh, yeah, EMT showed up, tried to bring him back, but he, he was gone. Really interesting. There are four times as many adult men not looking for work as there are who are unemployed. This is a different type of work crisis. And I think it'll only get worse with improvements in automation and AI. Because there'll just be fewer jobs that people find compelling. Although I think there's another side of that, which is just where's the drive to go out there and produce and be a, you know, a producer or a, uh, I don't know, what do they used to call it? A breadwinner. 
seems like that drive is reduced, but the meaning received from a lot of these jobs also is reduced, I think. So combination of those two, you know, unemployment is not telling the story. This is four times that amount is, is basically just staying at home, living with their parents. (laughs) Uh, Not all of them, obviously, but um, there was another stat here that was crazy. So I, I saw, I'm not sure if it was in this article, but the number of people not working who were native born and unmarried was extraordinarily high. It was, yeah, it's, it's a massive number. Foreign born people, they are in the workforce. Foreign born married people are the highest percent in the workforce, like high eighties. And um, native born unmarried are the ones who are not working. They're the ones, you know, living at home, playing video games or whatever, which everyone knows that, but it's really interesting to see it as a stat. Um, and then my analysis of that was, well, that's where probably a lot of the incels are coming from, <laughs> right? Obviously I don't want to go too crazy with that analysis, but when you, when you don't have meaning, you're playing video games and you don't have romantic prospects, and, and it feeds on itself, right? You don't have romantic pro- prospects. You don't have a job. And those feed on each other. And pretty soon, you know, you're comparing to your peers. Peers are comparing to you. And uh, you, you get upset because you don't have meaning and you don't have, you know, romance in a woman. And uh, yeah, it's bad. It's bad for the, uh, the psyche. Musk plans to send his first crewed SpaceX mission in April or March absolutely love what he's doing right now with all of his companies studies in the U S and UK found that rich people live around 10 years longer than poor people. A meta study has shown little link between phone use and child depression. That is a really interesting study of studies. Basically. I mean, they're not ruling kind of anything out with like, okay, it could be related. It could be another symptom, but uh, they're saying it's not directly the phone, uh, which is interesting. China's birth rate is slow to the lowest rate in its 70-year history as a country, which is People's Republic of China, and it appears to be the same effect of modernization that's happening in other developing countries. Basically, as people become richer and more educated, especially women, they want fewer kids and they want to have them later, if at all. Westworld Season 3 is coming out soon, and it seems like it'll be more focused on tech dystopia in society, like Black Mirror. So a lot of it takes place on the outside, not just within the game. Ideas, Trends, and Analysis wrote a piece called The Difference Between Business Intelligence, Reporting, Metrics, and Analytics. If you are in any of these spaces, you know, you're a metrics person, you're in business intelligence, reporting, analytics, any of that, I would love for you to read this and let me know if I got it right, if I got it wrong, if you think there are any tweaks I should make. We really appreciate that. And I wrote another piece called Low Glycemic Information, which is kind of riffing on the Neil Postman book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, from he wrote in the 50s, which is just a brilliant piece of work. People might soon start falling in love with their AI companions. I think this becomes more likely with the decline of religion, the aging of the population, and generally less face-to-face interaction. Just think of how low the bar actually has to be for someone who truly feels alone. I think AI can get there pretty quickly. Technical debt is like Tetris. You almost don't need to read anything. It's just like a good title. Why gaming will take over everything. Pretty good piece there. I read the whole thing last night. 
updates. So these are my new go-to carry knives and household box openers. You can't see the link right now. It's this tiny little plastic retractable ceramic blade. I use it for Amazon boxes because Amazon boxes are life right now. And um, it's super light. It goes through metal detectors. Um, it's actually not super sharp. Like you can run your finger over it and it doesn't really cut you. But it's like, I don't know, 20 times sharper than, um, or no, harder than uh, steel. So it doesn't really dull and it's plenty sharp enough to open Amazon boxes and uh, super light. And I actually put it right in my coin pocket on, on the right side of my jeans. So um, yeah, really, really cool. And I'm like five books into this cradle series in the lit RPG genre. And it's been really fun. My buddy Alex uh, turned me on to it. And um, yeah, I think I, I'm only like two books away or maybe I'm finishing this one and then I'm done. So I don't know, maybe I'm seven books in. Can't even remember, but it's uh, been a pretty fun ride. Discovery, massive collection of free audiobooks. Every Noise at Once, which is basically every music type as a text link. It's hard to explain. Just try it. It's really cool. A list of the books Warren Buffett has recommended in his annual letters over the last 10 years. The State of Software Engineers. App Annie's State of Mobile Report for 2019. Thanks to Benedict Evans for finding that one. Analysis of compensation level and experience across 19,000 tech workers, the checklist habit, and Visi data, data visualization in the terminal. Recommendations. I recommend you check out and get a few of these little like ceramic knifey things. They are super safe, uh, more safe if you have kids around. They stick to the refrigerator, so you can just have it there at the front of the house where you get your Amazon boxes, and you can carry one. And you could probably carry it on a plane um, because it won't be found. Although uh, I'm not sure if that's legal or not. I mean, it's really not very aggressive. It's, it's this tiny little blade, really more of a box opener. But uh, yeah, just all around good everyday carry. And the aphorism for the week, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. James Clear. Atomic Habits. This is my favorite habits book. This is probably my favorite quote in the entire book. Goals basically don't help you um, unless you implement systems and follow systems that will eventually get you there. And you focus instead on the system and you congratulate yourself for the system. Say, yeah, I'm doing well at implementing this. And you have a checklist that's basically like, did I meditate today? Did I reduce my calorie count today? Did I exercise today? Did I walk? You know, some subset of that every single day. And that's what you congratulate yourself on. And then every once in a while, you reevaluate your system to make sure it's getting you to your goals. And you you check the status of your goals, your, your current state relative to your goals. But you don't sit around and look at your goal list and, and think that you're doing something because you're actually not. And uh, yeah, that, that seemed to be the central concept for this habits book. And I highly recommend it. Again, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. James Clear, Atomic Habits. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure is toxic to the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter each week 
instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here in the podcast. They also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmiesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. Each of you is helping support a model of content creation that we really need right now. And I appreciate you greatly. We'll see you next time.